This is an ASCII Live media production for the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles official podcast channel. This is the Golden Eagles podcast, hosted by Manly media manager Wayne Cousins, along with Sea Eagles Premiership winner and chairman of the Golden Eagles Association, Mark Bryant. Each week, Cuzzo and Boxy will be joined by a different Sea Eagles legend to relive some great moments from our proud history and to find out what each of the guys are up to now. The Golden Eagles podcast is proudly presented by Wormald, a classic sponsor of the mighty Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Now over to Cuzzo and Boxy with this week's special guest. And thanks again for joining us here on the Golden Eagles podcast. Boxy, good to see you again. Good to see you again, Cuzzo. Well, mate, uh, we put it out there. Last time we had Warwick Bullman on, the great walk, we had such a great time. Backed by popular demand. We put it out there and we said, if you want to hear from more of Walk and tell us some more stories, contact the club. We have been inundated with responses. So thank you to everyone who's listening and wants to hear more Walk. And Walk, you're back. Yeah, thanks, boys. Thanks hey? a lot. Mate, you must, be, you must feel loved. Uh, well, it is what it is, mate, I guess. <laughs> I think, you know, like I'll be 80 next year and I think the public feels sorry for me. <laughs> no, mate, no. Look, no one ever feels sorry for you. Walk now, look, last time we spoke to you about uh, the premiership years and you loved the 78 grand final and we touched on an unbelievable 40 nil grand final. So, mate, we're going to talk today a bit about uh, the coaches, some of the coaches you've worked with and seen and a bit about their personalities. Ron Willie. Ronnie, yeah. Ronnie was, um, well, he and Frank were cast in much in the same mould. Uh, Ronnie loved it tough, but Ronnie hated people who chip kick, <laughs> you know, especially in their own in their in their own half. See, Ronnie was Clive Churchill's understudy on the fifty-two kangaroo tour, so so he's a fair player. Anyway, so uh, he used to tell these funny stories because uh, Ronnie used to do a lot of work for a Matthew Talbot hostel in town, you know, with the mm. taking around food and all that. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he used to tell this story. He said. Um, he said, well, I was there one night. He said, this bloke looked as though he'd been something. So he said, I said to him, I said, yeah, what did you used to do you know, before you come home? He said, oh, he said, I had a law firm. He said, well, I can't work it out. He said, yeah. he said they're normally very successful. He said, how did you finish up here? He said, I chip kicked inside my own 25. <laughs> <laughs> That's how, that was Ronnie's way of saying, you know. That, but he always said, he said, however, this was later on f- further down the track, he said, if I coach Steve Mortimer or Phil Blake, he said, the only two I've ever seen who could successfully chip kick and regather on a consistent basis. What a player Phil Blake was. Oh, a chip kick. Everyone tried to do it, didn't they, Boxer? You would have done it trying to growing up now. It's it's a front rower's dream. (laughs) Chip and chase in your own 10 metres. All right. I saw Adam Ronnie was a character. Ronnie was a great storyteller. You had a million of them. All right. Uh, Frank Stanton, 1975 to 1979 for the Seagulls. Yeah, Frank was tough. Uh, Frank, more or less, he demanded toughness. He he had a group of players who, who responded to him and who respected him. But he was—he could have mood swings. Frank, he was, but um, when he wanted something and demanded something, he had that happy knack of sort of drawing it out of the players. And that's Frank, and uh, he had a very dry, dry sense of humour. Frank. All right, now obviously uh, we're going to touch on pl- uh, coaches here who had a few years. I'll go ask you about Bob Fulson first as a player. What was it about Bozo? Oh, Bozo was Bozo, mate. He's probably the best player to play here. And well, I'll tell you what. Just to sum him up easily, it, 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 I sum him up. 
the 73 and the 76 grand, grand final, you put him on the opposite side and Manly don't win. Mm. That's how good he Mate, he scored two tries in the 72, no, 73 grand final. Nobody in the world could have scored yeah. him. He was so strong. You know, and, uh, he had massive arms and massive legs and he was quick and uh, he's one of those blokes, you know, like the blokes who scored tries, like um, Brett Kenny or, or Barbar Lamb. Like that. But he was brilliant. Mm. Bozo was brilliant. All right. Then Bob Fortson, obviously the premiership winning coach. Yeah, Bozo, he was – mate, Bozo was, as a coach, he was like – everyone thought he'd be intense, but he wasn't. He was laid back and uh, he knew when to have fun with them and then would switch off just like that and turn them back on. He was um, – he just had that happy knack of doing that with his players, you know. Mm. All righty, uh, moving on, the great Des Hasler. Oh, Des. I've got to tell you a funny story about Some stories come on, Boxy. <laughs> he was coaching the first division or Premier League, whatever. it was the second grade anyway, and um, Chock was a kid. Chock had just come out of fleet, and we're playing Parramatta in a semi-final out at Cabramatta Park there, you know. Yep. We get there, we get in this in this dressy room. It's about twice as big as a dog kennel. And right outside, they've got the barbecue going. The smoke's coming in. He says, what? And he said, go and find somebody and get that get that gym open. You can see that one door of the gym was open underneath the Lease Club, which is about oh, 50 metres away. So that's all right. So get there. So he, he's got blokes clean out the gym. And that was our, that, uh, that was our dressing room. Anyway, that was the first thing. Then they wouldn't let us in the coach's box because because that was for the New South Wales Rugby League officials. So he said, what? The bus was parked out in the street. He said, go and get that bus driver. He said, tell him to drive in here and drive up along the sideline. I said, <laughs> what? He said, go and get him. So I said, okay, well, let the bike. I said, listen, I said, I've got a funny request. He said, what? He said, what's that? I said, You've got to drive the bus in on the ground. He said, what? I said, mate. I said, I said, you better do it. <laughs> so we drove. He said, here we are. This was our coach's box. The bus, got the bus driven up to the halfway mark. And that was our, uh, that was our coach's box, the bus we went out on. <laughs> that does not surprise me. Oh, oh. Was, he was funny and. Desi dreams it up and Walker has to make it happen. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. uh but what a what a coach though, like the, oh, the mastermind. Yeah, yeah, yeah mate, he, his timing was he used to ask you things about history and you'd say something you know, he'd say, What listen, what what give me what happened on such and such something about Napoleon or Julius Caesar or something somebody he just pulled something out of the air and you say, Yeah, if you remembered you too, if you just said, Oh yeah. And so But then yeah, three months later into the season. His time, he was always an occasion where it would arise where he could use that and he bloody remembered it <laughs> and, he, and, and, and he just pulled it in in his pre-match talk, you yeah, know. Yeah. Incredible, incredible. And obviously the great success uh, he's had today yeah. as well. We touched I, him, we touched I, on him before the last time, Jeff Toovey. Toovey. Yeah. The Toovey is the coach. Yeah, Toovey was very intense. He was um, – he demanded success because he was so – he was so successful himself as a player and he – he wanted people to play up the level that he, mm. you know. Jeff, I don't think Jeff got the accolades that he deserved, actually. Mm. Um, one referee decision cost him a grand final. 
Mm. That's what a lot of people forget. And, mate, there's only three people on the ground who thought it wasn't forward. It was the two linesmen and the referee, and it was two metres forward. Mm. That turned that game because at that stage we were leading 18-8. Yep. Yep. Well, the last uh, coach you worked with after twos was uh, Trent Barrett, and I know you had uh, many good times with Trent. Oh, and, yeah. and Brett Stewart actually said this to us once before, that uh, when Trent first started at the club, he said, mate, about the culture here, who do I need to bring in? He said, mate, there's only one man you need to bring in, and that's Warwick Bulmer. Walk. And well, that's very kind. Yeah, and it's a true story. And obviously, you know, you, you formed a friendship there with Trent as well. Yeah, very strong friendship with Trent. The, um, see, the thing is, I knew his old man years ago, an old cobber. Great right? character. Oh, cobber was <laughs> something else. And uh, it still is. You go tomorrow, I don't think there's many drinking establishments cobber can have a beer in. <laughs> but, but a good bloke. Because I'd never met Trent. Mm. And... Uh, because when he came here, he rang me up and said, you better come around and see me. So I went round and started. And, and, mate, and we still talk now. He rings me. Actually, he, he rang me the other day and had a mag about him going to Canterbury and, mm. and so forth. He didn't try to recruit you, did he? He said, uh, he, he said, he said, it would be funny if I got you in a blue and white tracksuit uh, up in the coach's box with me. I said, Trent, I said, much as I love you, mate. I said, that won't be happening. I can tell you right now that it never happened. <laughs> yeah, but I'll tell you uh, another funny, uh, McGilla, he coached here. Yep. And I'll tell you a funny story about that. We're up at Penrith. All we had to do was win to get into the playoffs, you know, and we're in front as the Hooter went. And um, kid from Newcastle, Brownie, real good bloke. Can't think of his first. Played first grade here. He um, he went to kick it out and it bounced. And that Reese West, remember him? The, yep, yeah, yep, yep. The, the, and he could run like the wind. Yep. He's he's playing second grade this this day. He's come back from injury or something. Yep. And he's finally <laughs> picked up. He's raced 80 metres. Well, behind us in the coach's box was a foam esky, which had soft drink and sandwiches in that for the coaches. But he's gone whack. He put his boot in it. There's cans went everywhere. <laughs> a couple of them pierced to hear this. There's lemonade and stuff going everywhere. Oh, God, it was funny. Well, I'm going to ask you a question out of left field here. Out of all the players that you've seen, those who are not coaches that you think would have made a good coach or could still make a good coach? Still make a good coach? Boxy? Yeah, Boxy would. <laughs> well, well, Boxy versus Coach Avalon when they won the A grade. Well, there we go. He's Avalon's favourite son. Twice. Yeah, twice. Um, twice. He's got a statue. Come and walk. Glenn Stewart. Glenn Stewart, be a good coach. I'll yep. be a terrific coach. Yep. Um, very smart player, Gifty. Very when, smart player. When he gives it away, I reckon Kieran Fora. Cherry. But you just mean the modern day players? Yeah, or? yeah, modern players or players you've seen over the years, like yeah. uh, Matty Orford to different players. Like You've, you've touched on Kieran Foran. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, Matty Orford would have been good. Um, you you got to be special. It's, it's, yeah. it's something different, isn't it? Coaching like yeah. it's you know it's yeah. not for everyone. And, no, you know, uh, and I know uh, Matty Ballon. Now speaking of Matty Ballon, he actually did say to me, "Cause uh, you got to mention one quick story to walk reserve grade trip bus home red wine and singing songs." <laughs> you don't mention what happens on the reserve grade bus. <laughs> Okay. He goes, mate, he goes, Clinton Holden, Matty Ballon. He said, we were, Rock was... used to look after us as the reserve grade team. And God, he said, we never had so much fun. Remember Cliffy, Cliffy Holden, he got the nickname. They, oh, he was playing first grade down at Canberra one day anyway. And they said, oh, he comes, Cliff Holden. Anyway, so we called him Cliffy after that. <laughs> and Holden could ride himself off yeah. on the drink, couldn't oh, he? You do like a team song, don't you, uh, <laughs> on the bus walk? I, oh, I have mate, heard him. Yeah, but you mate, used to have some good bus. But mate, I was imagining that 20 side, you had good 20 side, we were minor premiers and Dave Pinnock cased him and. How we never won that comp, I got me beat, but just one, just one bad day and you're gone. Yep. But anyway, but um, 
when we used to fly to New Zealand or up the Townsville, anywhere, they used to seat us in the alphabetical order. Because one side of me, I'd Jamie Bureau, the other side, I'd Dally, Cherry Evans. <laughs> and because in those days, when you flew quite over New Zealand, you used to get free grog, see? Because you wouldn't drink going over, of course, because you had the game coming up, but coming home, especially you had to win. And I used to say to them, because you know, they weren't having a drink, I used to say to them, now listen, <laughs> when she comes round, if she offers you a drink, you say, yes, please, yes, please. <laughs> Just a drip in the key and swap it over. And... Anyway, every time I see Jamie Bure now, he brings it up. Cherry brought it up the other day. Yeah. What a great player, too, he was, wasn't he? Jamie Bure, we've had him here on the Oh, little Jimmy, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he played one origin. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, he's good. He, so he gave great service. He, he, great, he gave great service to Newcastle, too. Yeah, yeah. No, so many uh, good things. But Matty Balance, yeah. yeah. Mate, the walk was our favourite reserve grade manager. He said the red wine, the songs. He said, oh, it was just incredible. Yeah, mate, it was, uh, used to have some dirty little ditties on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, but um, oh, they were a great bunch of blokes that, too, mate. They were, I mean, a lot of them went on to play first grade. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Lenny Stewart was in that. And, um, oh, yeah, what about King, Cherry's uncle? Yep. Oh, the King. He was something else. King Wally. Yeah. J.P. Cherry. J.P. Cherry. John, John mate, <laughs> he, he slowed. He was, mate, I'm nearly 80. He was slower than I am now. <laughs> He's tough, but he slowed the game down his pace. And <laughs> anyway, one day at Brookie here, um, we're playing Canterbury. This ref's hammering us, see? Anyway, JP got into it. Yeah. And he said, that's enough from you. He said, oh, I'm not talking to you anymore. That's the ref said. And a few minutes later, something happened. That, oh, um, we got penalised two or three times for being offside on a on goal line. So he, he blows the whistle, the ref, and says... Um, Captain, here. He just turned his back. He said, yeah. he said, hey, he said, you're not talking to me. He said, so I'm not talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, probably one of the best uh, players never to get an official game of first grade. Oh, which yeah. is so disappointing for, yeah. for, for, um, for oh, JP. But yeah. he played a, a, first, a couple of first grade trial matches and then he just he just kept missing it. Which, But, yeah, yeah definitely, definitely deserved, definitely yeah. the calibre of player that could have played oh, first grade. Yeah. Well, he, uh, <laughs> we can hear that uh, stories more. But as like all football games, our halftime siren's actually gone off here. So we're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor and sponsors, I should say, and we'll be back once again with a great Warwick Bulmer. The Golden Eagles podcast is proudly presented by Wormald, a classic sponsor of the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. Wormald is a leading provider of fire protection solutions, helping to protect Australian people and property for over 130 years. Wormald's expertise spans the design, manufacture, installation and service of fire safety products and equipment, backed up with a comprehensive range of fire services, from engineering advice to fire safety training. You can rely on Wormald to help protect you. Visit wormald.com.au. And welcome back to uh, part two of our chat with Warwick Bullman. Now, uh, when we say part two, we asked our listeners, you want to hear from more from Wok? And they did boxy, and here we are. Could be a, an encyclopedia um, <laughs> set with the stories that Walker can go through. Worldwide Wok, you could call it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah? The world book. But uh, look, uh, Wok, we're going to uh, move on now to some of the best players you have seen. And we can go through some positions. You, you touched previously on Gray Meaty. Fullbacks bring to mind, obviously, Gray Meaty, Brett Stewart. Well, Tell us about the snake. Oh, the snake. From the time he came up here, I developed a very good relationship with the Stewart boys. But Brett, from the time he came, the time he played Fleek, 
you just see he was something special. His pace was incredible, like a young Graham Eady. Snake in the junior reps, he could hurt him, hurt him to the sideline. And that last part, he was so quick, he'd he just accelerate and just take him straight there. And you could see he was going to play first grade. Easy. He was just brilliant. He was just so good. I was going to say that that's what people see. You know, they see the highlights of Snake and they see all the tries he scored, which were brilliant. But if you did a highlights reel of the try savers that he yeah. made, where he put his body on the line, he was a bloody tough defender. What about too. the night he took English head on at the Creek Ground? Yeah, uh, yeah. We played South at the Creek Ground and English is in his peak. It's his first year at South. He's made a break and it was up to members stand in and he'd come straight at Brett. And he was going to go straight over the top of him. And Brett stood his ground and took him head on and, and just took his legs straight out from under him. But see, there's three blokes that there's Brett Stewart, Nick Kosev, and Johnny Gibbs. We never saw the best of them. Like, they were a terrific player. See, see, Nick only played about 108 games. He had five knee reconstructions. Mm. But see, I'll tell you how good Nick Nick was. The 90, it was the 95 grand final side. Napa was on the bench. Nick played 5'8". And, and 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 he was he was he was a big thing, Nick too. Yeah. And uh, but he he could play. Yeah, you know, he's a good ball player. He's a good ball runner. I remember Phil Gould saying once. He said when Phil was coach at Origin, he said I picked Nick Kosef and Steve Menzies, and then I picked the other fifteen. That's a, <laughs> a, a, a fair rap. It's a fair. All rap. right. Well, you've touched a bit on the fullbacks. Obviously, Tommy Turbo still uh, coming through, and he's going to be a super players if he's not already a superstar. Wingers, mate. Tell us about the wingers. Any favourite wingers? Tommy Mooney. Tommy Mooney, you love Tommy Mooney? Oh, Tommy. <laughs> Tommy's the best winger I've seen never to play for Australia. Okay, all right. He was pretty big, Tommy. Yep. But, oh, he was tough. He was the 70s version of that Rod Wishart, who I reckon yep. I, I love Rod Wishart. Wingers aren't normally tough. Mm. But uh, Tommy was tough. He was quick. And he he knew where the try line was, Tommy. And see, he's the best winger I've, I've seen never to play for Australia, Tommy. Okay. Now, what about the centres, mate? Uh, we go through the centres. Plenty of them here at Manly. Who, uh, who's been the ones that stood out? Oh, Killer was killer was something else. Steve or Bozo. Well, Bozo just, being the mortal. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll just leave Bozo out yep, of it. Yep. He was yeah. a, a, a killer. Stevie uh, Maddai? Oh, yeah. He wasn't all that big, Skivvy. But what I used to love about him, the boys get pinned after three runs had made the 10 metre. He'd call for the ball. And Boxy will back me up here because Boxy played with him. He'd just go at him. Yep. And he'd get you practically over the 20. On the front foot. Oh, every on the time. front foot. Yep. Every time. And, and he had that knack for knowing when, when the big boys needed a break. Like he'd watch us and we'd be coming back and we'd be working hard in the middle. But Steve, he'd get back behind the ball and he'd take two carries in a set and he'd make 15, 20 metres each one. So we'd get back on, on say, you know, play tackle two and we're already, they're already in front of us. And then he'd hit another one. Then we're, you know, it just got the set rolling for mm. us. You know, like you, you don't know as a front row or a forward or anyone who's tired in the game coming back and you've got someone working your bum off like that. Not to mention the amount of good hit it's a timing oh, that he yeah. had. He just, he just could do it. And that's the thing. He could do it consistently. And you yeah. could see it coming. And, you know, he played with a lot of pain. A lot of people give him shit for the neck. Yeah. But, mate, he should have retired a lot of years before he did. Yeah, just a, just an unbelievable bloke. Skibby a wonderful, yeah, wonderful player. See, and, and, and the thing with Skibby was, you had to, if you were a coach, you had to accept the fact that you're going to be without him every year for five or six weeks. But, however, as I used to say to Boris, however, you've got to accept that because when he's out there, He's intimidating. He's got blokes looking over their shoulder and he gets the blokes' minds off their game because they don't know where he's going to come from. Mm. Mm. Well, uh, you've, you've touched on the great Cliff Lyons. Obviously, he's one of your five eights. But uh, any other five eights? Uh, Kieran Foran, you mentioned him yeah, in the past. Alan yeah. Thompson. Alan Thompson. Alan Thompson. Yep. Alan was a wonderful player. Yep. Very shrewd. He, was, he could control the game, Tomo. Yep. 
he was a wonderful player. Right. The number sevens. Oh, the two standouts is Gibbsy and Tuvi. Yep. Oh, Shaz now. Shaz, yep. Shaz now, mate, they're the three standouts. Okay. All right. Uh, front rowers. John O'Neill, of course. Yep. Whether you're going to class Terry as a front rower or a back row. As a back row, Terry. Yeah. Front rowers, John O'Neill. Oh, Kitey. Boxy, yep. Boxy, yeah. <laughs> Mate, you don't play on a premiership side if you're no good. Exactly right. Well, I've been trying selling Boxy that all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, see, Kylie won a, won a Churchill medal. Yeah. Oh, what about Ian Roberts? Oh, Ian yeah. Roberts. Yep. Wasn't he oh, tough? How tough eh? was he? Yep. Mate, I'll tell you what, Boxy is that popular still. We walk, every time we finish a podcast, we walk out the front here and there's kids still signing out the front lying up for his autograph. <laughs> We all know that's a load of shit, don't we? Mate? No. <laughs> he does sign up his real estate card, but look, it doesn't matter. All right, so you've touched on a couple of front rowers. Uh, you've Terry Randall, obviously yeah. second rowers. Beaver Menzies, Nick, of course. Mm-hmm. Yep, Kosef, Crusher. Uh, oh, Crusher, yeah. You couldn't leave Crusher. Yeah. Ronnie Rambo Gibbs, Gibbsy, yeah. Um, Danny Gartner. Yep, yep. You yeah, don't sell Danny short. Yeah. Yep. No, no, the, the, the Gibbsy and Crusher. Yep. Front rowers, of course. Spud Carroll. Oh, yeah, Spud, yeah. Yeah? yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, Locks, uh, Fatty Vorden, Premiership winning captain. Yeah, Fatty. You, you regard Nick as a lock too. Yep. Malcolm, of course. Yep. Yeah, Malcolm, really. Um, you couldn't leave Malcolm out of any discussion. Yeah, no, unbelievable. There's just so many yeah. so many plays and so many characters. And, yeah. you know, maybe one day down the track we'll we'll take some uh, questions from listeners and we'll get what yeah. talking about some of these great players because uh, it's like you said, you just go through the rock or like Matty yeah. Ballon, like hookers. Matty Ballon, outstanding. How many successive games did he play without? 187. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's just a hooker. Yeah. And that's 50 tackles a game. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Like people out there can't um, sort of fathom what it takes to play a full yeah. season of, of first grade, but to play 187 games consecutive is just, it's unheard of. You know, yeah. it, it is, it is next level fitness and, you know, and the old body's paying the, paying the price now for it. He's got yeah. a few things fixed up, but um, lucky he's got those, uh, those boy yeah. band looks that'll keep him going. <laughs> eh? yeah. Lowe's, Mr. Lowe's himself. He's unbelievable. Yeah, there, I always, always dreamt of a back line, Edie at, at fullback. Just got to throw these blokes yep. in as, as play. This is probably not the best side. This is one that I would have liked to see. Yep. Idiot fullback, Turbo and Brett on the wings, Killer, the Bozo in the centre, 55 8, and either Jeff or Gibbsy half. That's a back line that I dreamt oh, about. Amazing, well, what's your forward pack then? Oh. You have to have Terry. Yeah, you have Terry, Malcolm, Kosef, Roberts, Krillich, Menzies, O'Neill. Uh, Menzi, that's be on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. No, mate, yeah. it wouldn't matter. That's what no. I'm saying. Oh. You can't pick your best side no, no. ever. No, no. Probably pick the best side of the decade. Yeah. yeah. But Definitely. then, having said that, there's a lot of players who could run into two with decades yeah, as yeah. well. But yep. they'd say, say this, you, you, you pick your best side. You can't because they're just such wonderful yeah. players. Now, there's two things I want to finish off with here, Walk. One, a year ago, August 15, 2019, the Seagulls beat uh, the West Tigers at Lotterland. Walk is in hospital. He's had a bad fall at home here. Five uh, cracked ribs, dislocated an elbow, fractured his shoulder. Northern Beach is hospital. The boys are missing you. They come up and we okay. sing the team song with yeah, you. Yeah. How special is that? Mate, I was, feel- I was feeling very low because I um, actually I was feeling terrible. I couldn't do anything for myself, and I had a meltdown that morning, and that I was feeling absolutely shocking. And um, in they walked, well. And Desi and Rossi? Yeah, Desi and Rossi and Jake and Tommy and oh, I forget, and they sang the, sang the team song around my bed. 
that gave me such a big lift. It just, you know, it was just something. I remember filming it. It was yeah, I just, very special. It made I tears in my eyes because I couldn't. I thought, well, yeah, what have I done to deserve this, you know? And, yeah. and what are, what are about Jake and Tom? I know how much they love you. Tommy says, Walk is a heart and soul of the Manly Club. He loves the club and we all love him back. He's been a good mate of mine for many years now, ever since I started playing the Manly Junior. Yeah. It, 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 they're special boys, aren't they? They are special boys, mate. They're special family. Yeah. Um, special boys. And uh, what would be lovely if Benny does kick on and, and you see the three of them run out a lot. Imagine big, you know, big Johnny. Big yep. Johnny and, and Mel. Yeah. <clears throat> Lo- lovely, lovely, uh, lovely people. Yeah, they uh, are raised, raised people. Raised good boys. Yeah. Now, some of the exciting young talent coming through. You, you've touched on Benny Trebojevic. Uh, we've seen Josh Schuster oh, yeah. make his debut. What a player he's going to be. Mate, the other night there, he just, from the right from the kickoff, Josh looked as though he just belonged in first grade. Mm. Yeah, you get that, let's get some blokes. Mate, right? he just, he wasn't hesitant. Yeah. He just he... went at him. Didn't seem to phase him at all, no, which, is, no. which is a good thing, the yeah. big occasion. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right, Boxy. Unbelievable. Well, what, uh, what I'm going to do, I'm going to put you and Boxy on the spot here because we talk about your love for the team song. Going to have to get you to sing the team song with Boxy. Boxy, what do you reckon? I won't sing because I don't want to lose our listeners, but you two are going to sing. Are you up for it? Yeah. The Manly team song. Unfortunately, we've only got water here at the moment, but that will do. We, okay. We are the Manly boys. Hang on now. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll no, count you in. Yeah, we are the Manly boys, <laughs> and uh, we're going to finish off on that note. But Wok, uh, we'll say goodbye to you now, and then we're going to sing the song. Wok, once again, thank you for coming back in. Absolute pleasure. You're a living legend of the Manly Seagulls. You always will be. You're always in our hearts. Every player loves you. Every staff member loves you. Every fan adores you as well. Thank you for everything you've done for the Manly Seagulls over the years. It's been an absolute pleasure to know you and call you a good friend. Thank you very much, mate. I think the club's given me more than I've given the club, and it's been a pleasure to know all the people that I've known over the years, and thanks again for this opportunity. All right, well, Boxy and Wok, let's <coughs> sing the team song between you, and we'll finish off on that note. Here we go. We, we are, are the Manly Boys. boys. We, we had a win today. We are the boys you know of. We showed them how to play. No matter where you'll be, maroon and white you'll see. Oh, aren't we a wonderful credit? To our locality, so cheers, boys, cheers, we are together. Every now and then we have a win, have a win. We will play them all around, at our home or any ground, if they only play a fair and honest game. So it's guzzle, 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 as we pouring down our muzzle, and sing out the order loud and clear. More beer, and we'll drink all night, until we're very tired in the shade of the Manly Lee's Club. Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! Hip, hip, hooray! There you go. What, what a legend. Legend, thank you very much. This has been the Golden Eagles podcast, presented by Wormald and recorded in the studios of Manly Media partner ASCII Live Media. You can follow the Sea Eagles on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. For more episodes and other official Sea Eagles podcast channel shows, head to seaeagles.com.au forward slash podcast. This has been an ASCII Live Media production for the Manly Warringah Seagulls official podcast channel. Thank <laughs> you.